choir directors are creative, resourceful, dedicated, and sometimes completely out of ideas. Not to worry, the Choir Ninja Podcast is here with solutions you never saw coming. Get ready for some training, wisdom, and inspiration from the masters. Let Ryan Guth guide your journey to becoming the Choir Ninja. Hey there, Choir Nation. This is Ryan Guth with the Choir Ninja Podcast. And uh, did you miss me? Well, Choir Nation, I missed you guys and gals. Uh, It's the beginning of the year, and I've been thinking about you, and I've been thinking I need to get back in touch with them because this is a very important time in every choir director's life. And they're going to have a a bunch of them, and it's the beginning of the season, the beginning of the year for us, whether it's the church music season, whether it's a new school year, whether community choirs are starting up again. You know, September is, you know, for me, what was always a time, it was always that first Tuesday or Wednesday after Labor Day when things got kicking again. And I know depending on where we are in the country, whether it's out west or back east, that, that might be August, that might be September. Um, and, you know, it, it's different for everybody. But this is that general time of year where we're resetting goals, where we're trying to recruit our last few people just to round out our numbers. Maybe we're excited about trying out some new repertoire. Uh, maybe you know, there were some things that we didn't do so well at last year that we're trying to improve this year. Maybe you are scared to death because this is your first year as a teacher or first year as a choral director in a church, or uh, you just got a new job and you're starting something else. Maybe you have experience, but it's a new, it's a new place for you. Uh, You change states, change schools. And uh, this is just a time where you have to breathe. You just have to breathe and understand that whether whether you believe in him or not, God called you to this next chapter in your life for a reason. So whether it was God or the flying spaghetti monster, whoever you believe in, um, there was a reason that you were brought to this new scenario, this new chapter in your life. So I want to remind you to breathe. And by breathe, I'm going to actually break that down and sort of make that into uh, an acronym. So B-R-E-A-T-H-E. It's the most important thing we do as choral directors for ourselves and for our choirs. So ladies and gentlemen, I want to ask you, number one, to be yourself. That's the first one. B for breathe, be yourself. Remember, there was a reason you were brought into this position. Whether it was an interview, whether it was an invite, whether it was a calling, there were people that decided that you deserved to be there. They decided that you were the right person for the job out of all the applicants, out of all the people they know. They liked you the most for this job. And so... Remember to be yourself because it was those attributes that you displayed throughout the process that got you to where you are. You know, maybe the place that you 
call home as far as your your coral home is concerned. Maybe they heard about you from somebody else who said you need to talk to him. You need to talk to her. They're great. You know, um, there was a reason why you were brought there. So I just want you to remember to be yourself. That's the most important thing. I wouldn't say that's probably, that's why it's first, be yourself. Number two, remember your training. You probably went to school to do what it is that you do. You've probably taken classes and workshops and gone to seminars and conferences and sang in choirs and all that sort of stuff. And you have a lot of training under your belt, hours and hours and hours and hours, and you are the expert in the room. Your students, your choir members, they are not experts, and they need what you know in order to be successful. They might not even know it yet. You know, there's a certain arrogance that comes with being a choir person, I know we, I shouldn't say there's a certain arrogance. We don't all have it, I guess, but a lot of us do. A lot of our members do. And it comes from that bit of insecurity, which is thinking we need to know something that we don't know. And it comes out as a director and it comes out as a choir member. Of course, yeah, I can do that. Sure, I can do that. I know how to solve that problem. I know how to sing that note. Uh, I know how to fix this issue with my choir, right? And, you know, we don't know what we don't know, especially if we're first starting out. So remember your training. And also, this is not a, a tenant of this episode, but remember that it's okay to not know everything. And, and be honest with your group and say, hey, you know what? I know we're having an issue here. I need to check some things. I need to ask some people what, maybe the best remedy would be because I don't know right now. And that honesty is going to bring you closer to your choir than ever. So that's just a sidebar comment, but remember your training. So it's BR, be yourself, remember your training. E, enjoy every day because you have the ability to do what you love every day. And most likely you're getting paid for it too. Somebody said, Let's pay this person to be a choir director, to do that thing that they enjoyed so much that they went to study it. And there are not many people in the world that can get up every morning and say, I enjoy what I do. I love what I do. Yes, it comes with lots of stress, but hopefully that stress is worth it. Hopefully when you greet your students upon leaving the stage for your first fall or winter season concert, or you're you're, uh, sitting down contented after your first church anthem, right, of of the season, or maybe even the next church anthem of the season, you you remember that, man, somebody is paying me to do this. How cool is that? Uh, I think it's pretty cool. Uh, Again, I meet a lot of people all the time that are really not happy to get up in the morning and go to work. They do it because it makes them a lot of money or they do it because uh, that's what brings home the bacon for the family. But, you know, you get to do something that, yeah, maybe doesn't make a ton of money, but you get to do something that you thoroughly enjoy and that you know is helping tons of people every single day. 
and you have that sort of exponential factor that if you, if, if you make somebody's day, and remember, if you're a teacher, those kids cannot wait for choir rehearsal. You have the ability to affect those kids and start a ripple effect of positivity through the rest of the day. So enjoy every day. How about A, accept that you can't control everything. I was recently reading a book that I will mention later in this episode. It's about stoicism. I think stoicism is pretty fascinating as a philosophy on life. And one of the things, one of the tenets that they mention in the book is that stoics understand that there are things that are out of their control. And as much as we choir directors are probably inclined to be control freaks, there are, there are a lot of things that, that we can't control and it's not worth getting stressed over. Right? We're control freaks because we're always trying to make the sound sound like it is in, my, in our head. Right? We, we come in front of the choir with this idea of what it should sound like. And when we don't hear the thing that's in our head, we get a little upset right? And uh, stoicism is all about preserving joy. It's all about making sure that you have as much joy in your life as possible. And sometimes having joy comes from not setting expectations for ourselves that we know we can't have control over completely. So the example given in the book is that that of a tennis match. And so what they say is, you know, you can go, go with a goal that is, I'm going to play the best darn tennis game I can possibly play, or I can go with the goal, I'm going to win this tennis match. Now, which of the two is the one that you can control? And of course, it's the first one. I'm going to play the best darn tennis match I can play, because even if you lose you still met your goal. You still have control over meeting your goal. I'm going to play hard, right? And so when you walk into the choir room and you accept that you can't control everything, your goal goes from I'm going to have the, mer- the most clean, perfect intervals, the most impeccable blend. My choir is going to sound like X, you know, for a lot of people, it's my college choir, right? Because that's probably the best choir they've they've sung with if they're out there teaching, right? They sing with it with their college choir, their maybe their top college choir. I want my high school choir to sound like that. Ugh! I want my middle school choir to sound like that, and it's disappointing every time. You know, they open their mouth, and what comes at them is not exactly what they hear in their head. So you have to change those goals and realign those goals to make them something that you can achieve? What are leading indicators? What are the things that you can do every day, right? And for a lot of people, and they're not sponsoring this episode necessarily, but for a lot of people, it's implementing sight reading, right? They use sight reading factory, right? They do it every day. Well, that's a goal you can attain. I can, I can spend five minutes, 10 minutes of rehearsal on sight reading factory or just sight reading in general. And I know that the quality of my choir is going to improve, you know, from from September through June. You know it's going to improve. Your work 
in in January and February is going to be what much easier, so much lighter of a of a of a burden to carry as a teacher, because you've you've met that goal every day. I'm doing five to ten minutes of sight reading every day. Okay, but there's other things that you can't control. You can't control the fire when the fire alarm goes off. Okay, so make those goals something that are achievable each and every day that you can control and that are leading indicators of what is it, what is to come the, the the further achievement down the road so that's just a little tip from me to you t so we had b r e a okay here's t okay thank the lord or your chosen deity for the chance to serve okay thankfulness and gratitude when you're down are always going to get you there besides breathing breathing is important but thankfulness okay the ability to thank the lord or your chosen deity for the chance to serve the people that you serve that will get you very very far that will bring you out of the slump you made you might have had uh, some some kids in your class that were disruptive and you don't know what to do. Well, before you figure out the strategy, you know, thank God for the kids that were listening and were paying attention, that really want to be there. You know, that you had enough interest in what you do that a class even exists to teach to teach those kids. You know, and I, I used to do this thing that I learned from a book called The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. And I still do it on occasion. And in that book, he talks about going on like a thankfulness, gratitude spree where you just look at things around the room and look at people and just in your head, thanks for those, you know, thanks for that thing. Thank, for, thank you for my, for my music stand. Without it, I wouldn't be able to rest my music on it. I wouldn't be able to see. I'd have to hold my music myself. That'd be weird. I wouldn't be able to use both arms. Thanks for that stand. And thank you for the people who made that stand. They toiled endlessly, hammering away on this piece of metal with their anvil and, and you know, in hand. Or I guess you don't pick up an anvil, but whatever, right? They they made this. I don't think they made it by hammer and anvil either, But but it's fun to think about. Right, but thank you for these kids and thank you for these choir members who come week after week after week to church to serve the Lord and uh, to sing with us with us each Sunday and so forth. Right, just be thankful, and it will make you so much happier, and it will put you in the right frame of mind to go about what you need to do next. So, that's T. H is help those who wish to be helped. Okay, otherwise, or do not push a rope. Okay, help those people that wish to be helped and focus your time on them. If you focus your time on them, more people like them will follow. A lot of times, and, and unfortunately, the education world makes us spend a great deal of time on sort of the lowest common denominator. What's the biggest issue in the class right now? Let's spend our time on that as opposed to the opposite, which is spending our time on those who are our most exemplary students. That might not be the best singer, 
It's the person that exemplifies all the qualities that you want in a student. If you spent more time with those students and you found out who their friends are and who was like them, you'd grow your program in no time because you would be attracting more people like those people because you're satisfying the people that you enjoy working with. So you will attract more of those types of people to your program, to your choir, and so forth. So I think that's really important, um, uh, is helping those who wish to be helped. And very lastly, E, expect greatness. Now, that's expecting greatness of yourself, and that's expecting greatness of your choir, and maybe the volunteers that you work with. And expecting greatness doesn't mean being, you know, a dictator, okay? It doesn't mean it doesn't mean not letting yourself off the hook every once in a while. But expecting greatness means that you can look at those students in the eye or your choir members in the eye and say, thanks for being here. You are awesome. Let's do the best job we can do. I expect greatness from you because I know that you are able to achieve it. Don't cut yourself short, okay? Don't sell yourself short. So Choir Nation, I appreciate you. I expect greatness from you. And I want you to remember just to breathe. I will sum it up one last time. So B-R-E-A-T-H-E, B, be yourself. R, remember your training. E, enjoy every day. A, accept that you can't control everything. T, thank the Lord or your chosen deity for the chance to serve. H, help those who wish to be helped. And E, expect greatness from yourself and your students. Choir Nation, I hope that was very helpful. Of course, today's episode would not be possible without the inspiration that you supply me on a regular basis in the Choir Nation Facebook group. The Choir Nation Facebook group is just facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Choir Nation. It's like 3,000 people, something like that. It's, it's ridiculous. Uh, I remember when it was like 100 people. Um, but we have one of the best choir Facebook groups out there, probably the best, strictly moderated. It's wonderful. Um, I get a little trigger happy um, removing posts and blocking users uh, that self-promote and uh, waste other people's time on there. So just be careful. Make sure that you're always giving value. Uh, to others, or else uh, I will click away from my administrative position in the group. Um, also, make sure that you check out um, Choirs Are Horrible. Choirs Are Horrible is a sort of cards against humanity, apples to apples-like game uh, that is on Amazon. Just type in Choirs Are Horrible on Amazon. It's it's good for a mature middle school choir and up. Um, I was very excited uh, today. Uh, I opened my my pack. 
Uh, I had a, we, we just redesigned the game a few months back and I hadn't even opened the pack because I didn't even want to like unwrap the cellophane, but I did it today. And so I was really excited. Um, I shared in the Facebook group um, a my card combination. The blue card is I'm quitting choir and starting a rock band. It will be called blank. And I was searching through the cards and I found... Uh, the the name of my new rock band, and it's going to be called, and here's the white card, Altos with a Limited Range. Now, wouldn't that be a great band? I think it would be. All right, Choir Nation, thank you so much for joining me. Don't forget to breathe. And, uh, well, we'll see you next time. Next time I get inspired. Keep inspiring me, Choir Nation. Thank you so much. Now, enjoy our new outro by Napoleon of Napoleon Shoeshine, the best shoe shiner in all of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Here you go. Choir Ninja. And uh, by the way, the name of that Stoicism book, wasn't that great though? Uh, the name of that Stoicism book is called A Guide to the Good Life, The Ancient Art of Stoic Joy by William B. Irvine. I listened to it on Audible, um, but you can buy it on Amazon or wherever wonderful books are sold. Thank you. Bye.